Welcome to the Spicy Boys Podcast. Let's get spicy. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Where are we, guys? Brad, Brad Studio. Studio, a.k.a. Brad Studio. Spicy AKA Boys Studio. Spicy Boys Studio. A.k.a. The Bat Cave. A.k.a. SpiceX Launchpad. You got one. You got one. Hold on. Hold on. We hold on. One. I got one. A.k.a. Love Shack. Oh. Yeah. We can end with yeah. Tin we can end with roof. that. We can end with that. All right. Well, that's our episode. <laughs> that's it, guys. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, how's everybody doing? Yeah, you, you enjoy you enjoy your uh, your turkey days, your holidays, your your family time. Um, it was good. It was great for me. Sorry, I'm drinking scotch right now, and it's starting to hit me. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting a little spicy, guys. So yeah, we, um, we got a special uh, special liquor in the house yeah. tonight. Ryan, um, Doctor Ryan Winton, um, brought some treats and today's um, tasty treat episode. And uh, it's actually an interesting combination if you look at it, but it actually yeah. means it all makes sense why it's all here. So we have uh, uh, Ryan's opening a tin can with with Christmas decorations. Got Oreo truffles in it. Oreo truffles. Handmade Oreo truffles. Uh, I already had one. Thank you. It's really good. Maybe maybe in a little bit. I'm going to have one after because right now my pairing of Oreo truffles with um, yeah. scotch isn't going to go well. So That's just you, for me. We got Oreo truffles. But they are delicious. It's already had one. And, uh, and we have a bottle of Johnny Walker Black Label, the director's cut. Ryan, you want to explain this? So this was a uh, special kind of um, cross-branding with uh, Blade Runner 2049 and uh, Johnny Walker, I think. In the original Blade Runner, Harrison Ford was drinking Johnny Walker, so it only meant, made sense to bring it back. And so Johnny Walker designed a, a new bottle, especially for the new movie. And they use it in the movie, and, and they sold only a limited amount of these bottles and I picked one up over over Thanksgiving break and so that's what we are drinking tonight to and warm up from the cold and we have a so it's I mean it's very famous now I feel like I feel like everyone knows this um pocky pocky chip yeah, it's the Manny Pocky. <laughs> Manny Pocky chip. Pocky one chip challenge. It's the uh, um, uh, tortilla chip um, Carolina Reaper tortilla chip, part, which is one of made with the world's hottest pepper. Yeah, part of me is like, it's, I want to try it, but I, we all need to try it together, right? Did someone recommend this for us? I'm or, not doing it again. Ryan's not doing it again. You heard him say it. Yeah, he I will not will do. A he lot will not stuff. get that spicy with us. And Ryan is the spiciest boy I know. 
All right. So if Ryan's not going to, I feel like it'd be funny if Ryan did it, but I, I mean, I, again, unfortunately I already <laughs> yeah. did it. Like I, it's one of those things that like, yeah, I did it, but what did it's you, something here's I the thing, do dude, again. since you already did it, you need to like up yours while we do the regular challenge. So we'll take your chip and then put some extra hot sauce on it for you. I'll tell you what, they have that, um, what's that show where they have the spicy wings, Jeff? Hot oh, ones. Hot ones. Yeah. They've got a new sauce that's supposed to be made with the pepper X, which is supposed to be like the new hottest pepper in the world. Yeah. And they're selling it. It's called the last dab. And I would honestly, I would, I would eat like a chip with a dab of that on it, but I wouldn't do that chip challenge again. The last dab. That's a good name. Yeah. Scary. Dab it on. Um, okay. Well, we're going to, I do the chip challenge. I do it. I do. I do it for. Maybe. I think. I think you guys both should. I do think. It. I think it'd be funnier if we had like Casper or someone here too. Yeah. Um, just because I know how the reactions that we would get out of that um, would just be hysterical. Yeah. No, it would make. It really would make it ten times better what, for if, me. If Chris was here and he did it, I would do it again. So for you guys who's one, uh, wondering, Chris Casper is uh, one of our best friends, and he will, he did episode six. Six? Six. Because we talked about seven. seven. That's right. That is right. Let's bring that up again. But check (laughs) this out. Episode six is the most downloadable, downloaded episode. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. 500,000 downloads. Holy cow. No, it's just 67. (laughs) (laughs) But it could be 68 if you download it. Whoever's listening, if you download it, give us 68. Maybe someone can get 69. 70. Let's get it up there. I could go higher. 71. 75. Why not shoot for 75? You know, I would be extremely happy if we had 100 downloads on that episode by the end of the year. That'd be awesome. So spread the word. Spread the word. To your friends and family, the Spicy Boys podcast. Only on multiple platforms. Multiple. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I know it comes as a surprise to most people, but we do not have a sponsor. Which Ryan's trying to say is we are open Ooh. for sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> is it, are, we just, are we just that indie? Who would be... All right, well, Ryan. Who would be We're a, not sellouts. Ryan, who would be your dream sponsor? Realistically, like right now, Blue Apron, obviously. I mean, I'm with him. I would say Blue Apron, yeah. But yeah, it's Blue Apron. Well, if, but seriously, if I if I had like a, a dream sponsor for yeah, us, really. like any company in in the whole world to sponsor us, oh man, um, Criterion. Oh, that's actually that's, pretty. That's a okay, good. That's, that's a good yeah, one. That works. That works. All right, I, I was gonna say one I think we all would agree with, but. It makes no sense on why we would have the sponsorship. Does it need to make sense? No. No. I mean, it would be nice. Okay. Well, let me think about it. You go to yours. Um, oh, man. Um, I don't know. Man, that's, a, that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, I don't know. H-E-B? I don't know. <laughs> Jolly B. Jolly B. That's actually a good one. Ryan with this. Yeah. Man, Jolly B. Jolly B. I almost went and got you some on my way back from Houston. Oh, but, uh, man. It was on the opposite way. <sighs> Sorry. Hmm. I'm an almost friend. I'm trying to connect this all. So we have Jolly B, Criterion, Criterion Collection. Collection. So I feel like mine needs to be some kind of uh, liquor or beer. Yeah. Oh, okay. totally. So Ryan's got the film covered. I got the food covered. We need. 
I mean, it'd be awesome if Johnny Johnny Walker wants to, to uh, sponsor I mean, us just because, you know, I like that. that's rocking that I mean, right now. That's very possible. That's very uh, possible. I guess uh, a little bullet bourbon. I was going to uh, say, if it's not Johnny Walker, it's bullet because that's my favorite. Totally. Yeah. So I think Ryan are on the same page. I think all of us are on the same page. That. Yeah. So bullet bourbon. Bullet, I think you bring the best whiskey, the best bourbon in the $20 price range. You, you beat it. You beat everyone. Easily. Easily. Hands down. The quality that you get out of that bottle, you can't top it for 20 bucks. Carolina Reaper quality. Oh, if, if I had the scale up, I could look at it, but I would almost give Bullet a Spice X. Oh, oh too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's such a good bourbon. It is good. I have a hard time like passing it up. Even if I'm like, oh, I'm going to spend like an extra 10, 15 bucks today. I'm still like, oh, I'll just get Bullet. Yeah. It's solid. Before, uh, well, this, this goes for Ryan, too. And, and red um is there a, a, a like a liquor that when you <laughs> just started drinking that you were really like, like it was one of your favorite but now look thinking back it's like why why did i even drink that stuff old crow <laughs> whiskey jeez <laughs> you have that in your, oh, you had yeah. that in your pocket man like tri- yeah you would trick on that something yeah brain tell, yeah tell me about that whiskey it all started, I was in college. I was about 19 years old. Let's go back. I was about 19 years old. And, uh, you know, you would have to have somebody go and buy you booze. So I had this buddy that would go and buy me booze. And I was like, you know what? I want a bottle. And I was like, I want a bottle of whiskey. And the first time he we went, he spent like 40 bucks on something really nice. And I was like, this is crap. So then I found out about Old Crow Whiskey. Which was like 10 bucks for a handle or something like that. So I was like, this is going to be my whiskey. It's super cheap. So I had to buy it. And the first night I drank some of it. And I was like, oh man, this stuff is great. And then like I did like two or three nights in a row where I almost drank like a whole bottle by myself. And I, yeah, I can't even look at that stuff anymore. Yeah. Like I woke up after like the third day and I was like, I, my body was like just fighting to live me yeah <laughs> it hated me i think me. that's what college does to you because i was gonna say like in college i was it's not like i was out to to taste liquor for the flavor really you're right no, you're no, just yeah. finding something that you can drink that you yeah enjoy. and i was all into like a rum kick and it was like sailor jerry dude i drank sailor oh. sailor jerry and i look back and I, I think sailor jerry is cool for what it is if you like rum oh man i look at that now I just can't drink. I can't drink anything other than whiskey. Like whiskey yeah. and beer are the only things I can drink. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was so good at the time. So good. <laughs> I was like, oh, the label's cool. They got that, the, their art that they put on the bottle. Yeah. But When's the last time you had Old, old, old Crow? Old mm-hmm. Crow whiskey? Do you remember the last time you had it? It was 19 years old. Oh, man. Oh, so you, you never had it after that? Oh, wow. No, man. I, I, I can't even look at this stuff. <laughs> Makes my stomach hurt. <laughs> it's just, kind of makes my stomach hurt thinking about yeah. it. I haven't even had it before. It feels so bad asking this question. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Uh, mine's not liquor. It's beer. Uh, yeah, it's beer. It's uh, uh, Bud Light Lime. <laughs> oh my! God. Wait, you drink Bud Light Lime, dude? I. It was. It's just. Is this while you're in Jacksonville? Yeah, man. That sounds like a Jacksonville <laughs> drink. As soon as you said Bud Light Lime. I like a picture of like people like Dude. going to the beach on their uh, their motorcycles. Dude, their, 
but this was the official drink tattoos of Mr. Worldwide himself. <laughs> this was when I was, yeah, 21, 20. Um, man, I was like, this tastes really good. Now I'm looking back, it's so sweet. God, it's, yeah. I, it, I mean, why. it has to be, it's artificial lime, right? You think? Or is it actually lime juice? No, I don't know, man. Maybe. Limes are expensive. The Bud Light let's, wouldn't take the. Let's time. get that straight. Bud Light's not going to spend the money on high quality limes. They're going to put like a. Wouldn't it go bad too? I I don't know. I, bet, I don't know the logistics of lime juice, but I mean, I, I'll have like twenty four packs and. <laughs> hey, Bud, Bud Light, if you want to, you know, throw us a tweet or something or whatever, post on our podcast. Yeah, man. What do you put in your Bud Light lime? Yeah. Bud it, Light lime. lime. It's I bet like, Pitbull knows. I was going to say that. Dude, you pre-game with some Bud Light Lime, you know, put on your board shorts and some flip-flops and get <laughs> hit, hit, hit the beach bar and listen to some I, Sublime and some... Bo- bo- I, wish I, could, I wish I could have known, uh, like, full-blown Florida Jeff. Oh, man. Like, you know, beach I will, bum living. I will give you a little preview. Okay. Well, oh, not beach bum, but I, I went through phases that now looking back... Well, we uh, all do, but oh yeah, on. no, but I mean, I had like the full mohawk, like this, like oh really? I had I had a, the Travis Barker mohawk. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> you had a Travis Barker mohawk. Yeah, this is before uh, this is before Full Sail College. Um, uh, I don't think anyone knows this, but uh, um, my first instrument that, that I learned how to play uh, was drums, and I got really into Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. And, Travis Barker and I would I'd buy the sticks, uh, drum heads, cymbals, even his signature DC shoes <laughs> with the black and white boombox. Here's the thing, I can understand it though. It's pretty. Oh man, it's pretty cool. They were they were great, dude. I was in Hot Topic every week trying to get a shirt right next to Cinnabon in the mall, in Jacksonville. Gosh, Cinnabon's so good. It's, yeah, it's. Can I sidetrack real quick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to derail too much, but. Whenever I was 18 years old, I went to a movie theater one time, and there's a Cinnabon Cinepretzel oh. at this movie theater. Do you guys remember this at all? No. What's a Cinepretzel? So it was made by, it was a combination between Annie Ann's yes, I remember and this. Cinnabon, and it was a pretzel that was made out of like cinnamon bun. I'm so hungry right now. And the, the knot was like a cinnamon roll, and instead of having like cheese to I dip it that. in, they had like icing. And it was the greatest thing I've ever had. And like a couple months ago, I was craving one. Like I'd only ever had it once. So I went online and I like tried to track down where we could, where I could get one of these. Yes. They stopped making them because the calorie, like it was right. Like at the same time that they had to start posting calorie content and like the calorie count in those things were so high that after they started posting the calorie count, nobody would order it anymore. Yeah, I believe that because yeah. I mean, you, we already know donuts are awful yeah. and like I can't imagine like a Cinnabon like pretzel. But yeah, you, like you, you can't even special order them. But I'm going to backtrack a little bit and change my sponsorship. I want <laughs> because that sounds so good right now. Oh we bring him back. All right. Bring him back for the podcast. Jeff. All right. Let's, let's get back to your story. Sorry about this that. Travis Barker. Yeah. So I had the DC hats, you know, I had my ears pierced, but I did not wear like the, the classic, you know, diamond earrings. 
and we're black the black diamonds. Oh wow! Just <laughs> looking at Brad's face. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, wait, are your ears pierced? Yeah. They, are they still like no? no they no, they, no. they they closed up, right? You even yeah. wore an earring in. In uh, I'm trying to remember because when we went to school, I full think sale, I had it in, like a first year in in, in full. Yeah, sale. I remember that. So that's 2006. Okay, so it's been a while. Yeah, I forgot. Did you have both ears pierced? Yeah. Did you just go to the mall and get your ears pierced with black diamonds? Um, like you. Like, I forgot where I got them pierced. Um, I forgot. But uh, well, what I'm getting at is like, so black diamonds were they like in? <laughs> My black diamond. So I call them black diamonds. They're, they're like fake diamond ears, but they're black. Yeah, no, that's exactly yeah. what I thought. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I don't think they're the like real diamonds. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I don't. I think it doesn't matter because they're, so, they're so I can make it sound cool. I, I wasn't sure if they were like, like blood diamonds to me. I wasn't sure if there was someone that was wearing black diamonds that you like, like you saw and you were like, that is badass. I want to wear black diamonds. No, I think yeah. that was my 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 personal twist in my style. Oh, so you were like, oh. <laughs> People wear diamond earrings, but I saw some black diamonds. I think those are so, <laughs> those are bad ass. <laughs> oh man, look at the earrings. I'm gonna go get some cinnabon now, dude. I've always so when you were a hot, hot topic in the mall, would you uh, was that like your hangout spot? Would you hang not out? a hangout spot? I mean, um, but I would I would go check out like just shirts, like Blink One Eighty Two shirts and stuff like that. Um, uh, uh, sweatbands, you know. Um, yeah. That's fun. You go through phases. We all do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I had lots of phases. I went, at one point owned a bunch of Metallica t shirts. So that sounds normal. That sounds normal. I mean, I feel like. Kind of, kind of fits me a little so, bit. You, yeah. So you see just Metallica t shirts? Like, did you wear anything differently? Like, did you just wear just jeans and boots, kind of like how you do this? Oh, no, 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 no. Like, when I was in like high school and middle school and stuff. Yeah. It's like athletic, like baggy athletic shorts and like Nike slip-on slippers. Like every day. What was the last one? Tall tees. Tall, what are tall, tall tees? What is that? It's like the really, really long t-shirts. Oh, tall tees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you wore tall tees? Yeah. Sorry. And baggy shorts. I was really into rap music in like middle school and high school. Really? I thought it was. That's like not a, what I thought. Like was specific. You. I didn't. I honestly like thing. did not get. I was not like into boots or jeans or anything like that until college yeah no i'm with you i wasn't i was like anti that whatever that was so i was against yeah. it i was into boots and jeans but like it, it wasn't like what it is now i don't yeah. know it's funny what austin did to yeah, me. like i did oh, yeah. not it's all I austin did, i'm gonna blame austin i did not own a pair of cowboy boots until i was a freshman in college it's funny now like if, if i go home and I, I i i see my friends we go out and Oh my God, Cowboy Jeff, with the with the boots and the uh, the denim shirt, <laughs> the denim on denim, the Canadian the tuxedo. Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> I like, do wear lots of Canadian yeah. tuxedos. Man, it's so funny looking back now because I'm like, because yeah, because that's because you say that, but I grew up, you know, being in the Midwest. It's like true Carhartt, like true <laughs> real work boots <laughs> with, with steel yeah. in the toes, yeah, you know, Red Wings, and, and then. Uh, not even just like Wolverines. Anything that like is a real work boot, but then like true Carhartt because I say this because there's like another Carhartt brand that's like slim cut, right? It's like, uh, it's like more tailored, uh, super super pricey. But I'm like, man, like a traditional Carhartt, like you just want to make it through the cold if you're working outside. Yeah, that's it. So. Man, those Carhartt jackets. So I, I've had a few of those. 
And my God, that you, you can't get warmer than that. You can't beat a Carhartt jacket. No. Can't. They're expensive, too. Yeah. Even the boots. I would rock a Carhartt jacket today. I, I think, think, I think if you wore it here, people would be like, jackets. that's a nice jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Like Killer jacket, bro. Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> my Frank Gallagher jacket. Oh, man. But now, yeah. Style has evolved. So what is it now? 5'11s? 5'11s. Ryan Gosling came along and was just like, guys, <laughs> you, should get, you should check out these Levi 5'11s. <laughs> it was like Levi's and plaid shirts came in as soon as Ryan Gosling got popular. Like more, it's more like black jeans and like black hoodies. That's it for me. <laughs> Very uh, just, I guess, ba- dare I say, basic. I was going to say <laughs> basic. Starts with a B and ends with a C. Uh, anyway, this little trip down memory lane for uh, the Spicy Boys. Uh, I, I was looking though. At our, our situation in terms of the food and stuff. It's like, man, we got we got spicy chips. We got whiskey or you know, we got scotch is gonna keep us uh keep us warm. I'm saying it's gonna keep us warm because I don't know if you guys know, but it snowed the other day. Yeah, it snowed uh, in Austin. Yeah. I assume you guys knew. I'm saying that because I want the listeners to, to not know, but Yeah. I saw uh what'd you guys think? You guys it's heard that in Texas, man. It yeah. snowed hard. Like I've never seen it snow. Like I've seen it snow down here, but never like that. It's just crazy. Like, it never snowed. I mean, it was like, what, 70 degrees the week before? 74, 75? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, it snows the next week. I know. Man, it's global warming. <laughs> yeah. <it's> getting <laughs> real warm. <man. laughs> no, it was crazy. We were at a, I was at a restaurant and having dinner, and we were in there for about an hour and came out, and there was about four inches of snow on top of the car. That's crazy for it Texas. It was wild. I've never, I like I said, I've never seen anything like that. I think it's planet, it's planet is, it's, it's going downhill. This planet is. Oh yeah, it's going. The planet's going down the down down the hill. <laughs> so would you say that the children of the men of today are probably in trouble? Um, yeah. Are, yep. Are you truly asking? <laughs> are you truly asking if I feel like I'm, I'm worried about the future? It was more of a segue into okay, the cool. movie that we're talking about today. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty. Because I wanted, I kind of wanted future. to talk about it, but uh, almost nailed transition, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that the children of the of of men um, <laughs> is a. Uh, it's a, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us to our movie. Movie of the night. And I stuttered a little bit when I said that title, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. There's a story behind this. But, so our movie today I chose is Children of Men. Um, Amazing. Came out in 2006, which kind of blew my mind. Man, I started thinking about movies that came out in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. you know, early mid-2000s, and I'm like, man, that's been t- over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at 12 years old. Um, that's wild. Isn't that crazy? It is wild. But I feel like this is one of those films where it's still very relevant today. What's happening in, you know, well, just in real world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy because mm-hmm. uh, well, the movie's set in what, 2027? 2027, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was going to exactly say 2049. That's because we drink a Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> but 
you're like 2027 seems pretty you know at the time was like okay that's 20 years from, you know roughly 21 years from the time that movie came out but you're like man that's only what nine, nine years from now yeah and it's the movie being about um, um infertility you know yeah mm. is like it's kind of genius I don't know it's kind of crazy to make you think because like what if that really happened yeah right like yeah the like, fact the fact that it was um it was uh, made well it uh, the the film was made and not you know so distant future kind of makes you think about like where we are now society then and this, it's this it's is, like a it's like a way more serious back to the future where everybody was like yeah oh are we gonna have you know are we gonna have holographic jaws movies by then or you know <laughs> cubs gonna win the world series all that fun stuff and then but now with this stuff it's like yeah. okay how close were they to picking up the demise of our civilization? Should uh, should we introduce the beer of the week? Yeah, before we get before we yeah, dive yeah, yeah. in. So the beer had you know, man. Again, this is this is tough finding stuff. So let me grab the beer real quick. It's not an easy job to uh, pick out these beers. We we spend we do spend a lot of time and a lot of effort because we, we want witchcraft. to. Uh, we want to keep our our listeners happy and we want to keep our palates happy as well so i found i found a few but i decided to go with this one because i think it actually it just sparked my attention but i feel like there was a battle the entire time mm-hmm. in the movie over well multiple battles yeah <laughs> but, yeah um i don't know if they were bitter as much but i mean I don't, we're gonna dive into the movie anyway so if you want, ryan do you want to tell them a little bit about what the movie is so it's about infertility Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so the last child died um, at the age of eighteen. Um, Wait. Oh. Oh, do you want to do it? Yeah. I oh, love we should do the log line. Yes. Yeah, so oh, we're, trying okay. to, we're, we're trying to do every film that we uh, we discuss. Uh, we're gonna have. Um, I mean, the film has official log lines on the internet, but we're gonna try our best to write our own log. Lines. Okay. Write our own log line on the spot. Well, let me give you guys your beer. So the beer yeah. I chose is bitter beer or bitter bitter battle, bitter, <laughs> bitter beer, bitter, bitter beer face. So it's called bitter uh, battle, hmm. bitter battle American pale ale. I grabbed this beer, haven't looked at it much, so I'm okay. kind of I kind of want to leave it a surprise, like where it's brewed or and everything. So, um, so it's a it's an American pale ale. Petter is it Petternalis or Petternales? Petter, it's Petternalis. Petternalis. Oh, I know where that is. Petternalis there Brewing before. Company. That's right by. Um, so is this a Texas beer? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right there by the uh, where all the wineries are. That's crazy because I was trying not to select a Texas beer necessarily, like just because it's Texas. I want to oh, support all funny. Texas beer. So but, many good Texas beers. Though. But I was like, I'm gonna grab one just based on what I think kind of matches this movie. Yeah. And then I'm gonna see where it's from. You, you yeah. know where this is right next to? Is uh, is it Pedernalis uh, or Pedernalis? Did we just say that? Pedernalis. I, I, I say Pedernalis. Um, this be. is right next to Garrison Brothers, where they do the Garrison Brothers bourbon. Oh. It's really close to there. Oh, this is Fredericksburg. Cool. So Petternal's Brewing Company brings you an APA fit to battle the IPA with a sharp hop in the face, a long drop to the malt, and a finish of undeniable victory. The bitter battle beer illuminates both the harsh reality and delicious spoils of war. Which I think kind of relates to the film. Oh, that, yeah, absolutely. That's a great choice. Hey, uh, bitter so battle beer. Bitter if you're listening, beer. 
Hey, you want to crack a cold one with these spicy boys? Now is the time to pop that top. All right, boys. I would be surprised, Ryan, if someone used that um, line of yours as a ringtone or something. I hope so. Ooh. That's always been. It is better. Oof. Good, That's I like good, it. Though. My my mouth's battling the bitter. Yeah, I like it. It's a little bitter battle like in your it, mouth. Like it's spicy tonight, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, so, so let's let's do the log lines, okay. Jeff. So the uh, film is Children of Men, directed by Alfonso Cuarón, in two thousand and six. So, um, I guess I guess Brad can go last. Is this is his film? It's whatever yeah. you guys you want to do. You go first, Jeff. Okay, I'm just going to... It's 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 going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Oh, yeah. Mine's going to be bad. I'm just going to straight... We're all going to be bad. I don't yeah. even want to think about it. I just want to say it what comes to mind. Straight freestyle from, from the dumb. In a not so distant future, a government employee <laughs> finds the... the... finds the... A government employee <laughs> uh, with 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 no hope found a way <laughs> to save humanity. I like it. Oh my gosh! God, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It doesn't have to be that. Time. All right, Ryan. Okay. Gonna, right, sorry, hold on. This is gonna be good. I mean, it's yeah, right. No, so. um, a man fights through a dystopian future to find the dystopian. last hope for humanity. <laughs> oh my god, that's good. In a world that didn't think it had any. Bum bum bum. Oh man, hold on. Okay. Damn you, Ryan. Oh man, <laughs> it's Brad Stern. And, and <laughs> in a world, <laughs> in a world, uh, you can't use the word dystopian. <laughs> no, 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 I'm thinking or government employee. Where in a <laughs> in a in a that is a infertility. <laughs> Hold on, let me use that. That's the ter- that's the word I want to use. So, so we, we give heard, me a second. We heard that. <laughs> give me a second. I'm gonna get this. This is amazing. I just had it and I was losing it. Okay, hold on. You might have to talk a little bit. Let me think about this. Okay. Okay. Um, infertility. It, infertility. That's the word you want to use. In a, in a world where infertility is a problem, will there one will one man? Save the future. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, no, I had, I had a really good line. I lost it. Oh, wait, man. do you guys from? Um, do you remember what you said and what what, what your lug line was? Kinda. No, I didn't. I was, okay, I, I was so I, really. I had a, such a good line that I lost. All right, so here's the log line, IMDb. Okay. In a chaotic world in which women have become somehow infertile, a former activist agrees to help transport a. Miraculously pregnant woman to a sanctuary at sea. Yeah, I knew it'd be. It's more descriptive. That's really, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. The log lines are usually pretty descriptive. Like, 
I had, I had a line about like, I was going to say like something about where children are no more. Like, will there be more? Like something like related to the future. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was trying to know. Like. Ryan used word dystopian, so he wins. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan's so always doing he's, that. He's, too, he's two are for two. Am I really bad at this? I'm, I know no. I'm bad at this. I feel no, like last time I was good. I was okay, See? but this one was just terrible. That's what makes me a good person because I know I'm bad at this. <laughs> I, I also don't want to think about it like means. ahead of time. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't thought about it since we sat down. So I think that's important because I feel like I'll start prepping myself for this and like writing them out. Yeah, you know? it's it's fun doing this, doing it like this. Just kind of you know straight from the top. And if people are listening, thinking that this is easy, you think about it. Yeah, yeah. watch a movie and then try to come up with a logline for it. Exactly. So I chose this movie, Children of Men, and then I realized that there's another movie <laughs> slash short film that you should see if you haven't seen Children of Men. Um, called Children from Men, and it Did was you made us up. It was made. <laughs> in, it was made in 2006. I actually, every time I say the title Children of Men, I get worried that I'm going to say Children from Men, because when I went to college, I met <laughs> two of my best friends, Chris Ainsworth and Chris Casper. We've already talked about Chris Casper. I think we might have mentioned Chris Ainsworth on this podcast. I'm not sure, but. We were college roommates, and we decided to make our own version of Children of Men, and we called it Children from Men. So please search for it <laughs> on the internet. And if you can find it, send me a link, because a link, I don't know if it exists anymore. But we shot a short film of my buddy Chris Ainsworth giving birth <laughs> to my friend Chris Casper. Oh, my God. <laughs> this really exists? This yeah. really exists. Holy cow. I saw Yes, I know. You're going to go search for it? I, yeah. I am willing I to I apologize, Casper, reward. for this video. I know that you have been trying to hide it for years, but yeah. we need to talk about it. I'm willing to pay a finder's fee for anybody who finds this and sends this to us. If you can get a hold of Ainsworth, I think Ainsworth has it. He does? He told me. He sent, I, I don't, think he has I don't it think I've ever met Ainsworth. But you're going to love it, Ryan, because the score is... Um, oh, uh... The blanket uh, requiem for a dream. What's the- oh Luxortana? <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank you. Oh my god, it's cut to that. <laughs> oh, I've got. It's Man. first of all, it's not Ains- a short. It's a terrible just. It's just a terrible video we shot. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the movie, but it's the fact that we even did this. It's just like it. It kind of like shows. Oh, it it kind of like. Shows who we were. Like, it's art. I, everything I've it's heard art. about this Ainsworth guy, I like. It's art. Like, yes, honestly, I, I so he might be receiving a message from me pretty soon, yeah. asking well, for this video, just in particular. I think I think he would really make a good a good guess on this podcast. So I'm gonna try to do. I'm gonna try to take our new sponsorship money we're gonna get from all you sponsors that we're gonna get. Shout out to everybody who wants to sponsor us <laughs> and buy my plane ticket so we can come out here. But uh. Yeah, man. I'm going to... If I find that link, I'll post it for you guys. Just send it I want it everyone to, to send it to me on my Anyone phone. listening, search for, for children from, from men. men. Not of men, from men. Would it be on Vimeo? <laughs> it was a YouTube video because so. I don't think Vimeo was very popular then. Uh, okay. But it came out... I mean, this is in 2006. So it came out right after the movie. So... All right. So, Children of Men... Directed by Alfonso Cuaron. He did Gravity. He did 
Um, Itumama Tambien, he did uh, Little Princess, uh, and uh, what else? Oh, he he did uh, probably one, probably one, my favorite Harry Potter film in the series. Oh, uh, which one? Oh, um, Half Blood Prince, I think. No, he did. Um, he did the third one. That was uh, Goblet of Fire. No, I don't know what I'm talking. You want to ask ask the Alexa? Yeah, she'll tell you. The Prisoner of Azkaban, I think. Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Um, it was uh, yeah. Children of Men was made in 2006, and uh, yeah, you guys heard the log line. It's uh, so how would how how would you like Brett? How would you just set up the scene for the film? Um, what do you mean? Um, I mean we have the protagonist Clive Clive, Clive Owen. Clive Owen, it's an amazing actor. Everyone knows that. Um, so he's a uh, um, just government employee gov- for me. <laughs> government employee. Well, basically, it's it's a former it's, activist. Uh, it's you know, it's in a world where um, the f- seems like the only stable place on earth, what is has a somewhat stable government, is you know, uh, UK, and um, there it's everyone. You know, it's it's in the middle of the a global. Um, Unrest, uh, unrest, and uh, it's hard to in, explain. Infertility yeah. crisis, and they, you know, they would, they, they, they getting, they're deporting every illegal immigrant they can find, and almost has that feel of like Nazi Germany concentration mm-hmm. camp. Yeah, um, and he, uh, he get he, Clive Owen gets, uh, 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 I guess he meets his ex-wife, who is is a uh, act uh, an activist. Uh, what's it? Julianne Moore, Julianne Moore, played by Julianne Moore, yeah. and uh, mm. she asked if he could get a um, transport papers for a refugee because that's what he does for the government, government employee man. That's what he do. Mm-hmm. And he, from there, kind of this whole journey of him being the person who just you know just accepted the world that you know it's, it's going to end soon. The youngest person in the world already died, and um, but you know as the movie kind of unfolds you see that he becomes he 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 from he's he uh uh in the beginning of the film starting as a person who's you know just not he just he doesn't doesn't care about what's happening in the future um and he transforms to almost like the the savior in humanity would you know from hopeless to like just full of hope and faith I feel like that's his transformation of the film. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a that's a great explanation. Yeah. And it's it's really hard to talk about this movie. I feel like without talking about how visually arresting this movie is. I mean, it's just it's beautiful. It, it's uh, it's chaotic, and it's the entire it's, time. That's yeah, why, that's kind of yeah. what I was trying to find when I was pairing the beer. I was kind of like, because it's just I wanted something with the chaos. chaos yeah. you know, just the entire. The entire film, pretty much. I mean, Frenetic. It was just... Um, you're kind of on the edge of your seat the entire yeah. time. Mm. Uh, that's... that's uh, I mean, maybe... I, I mean, I feel like everyone at this table um, is familiar with the, the director and the cinematographer, um, Emmanuel Lubezki. Mm. Chivo. He did... Uh, I, he, I think he did most of Alfonso's films, right? Yeah. Gravity. Yeah, no, definitely. He Children did of Man. Gravity. Which... Um, by the way, if you guys ever there's a there's a story about when they were they were doing their press release for Gravity. They had one of the 
they had a journalist ask them how they were able to shoot all those scenes in space. Like <laughs> <laughs> for gravity? Yeah. Because yeah. they got they, they teamed up with SpaceX. Yeah. yeah, right. You know. Jeez. Um with digital cameras. Yeah, yeah right. Um yeah, he uh, Emmanuel Lebesky is the cinematographer for Children of Men. And uh um it has the movie has a very specific um, look and pace, um, specifically the um, the long takes, um, you know. Yeah, um, that's real quick. That's kind of I'll be honest. I mean, the movie's an amazing movie. Yeah, but that's kind of the reason I wanted to bring up this film. Yeah, that's why I chose this film Is because really long takes. Well, because yeah. I feel like because we were discussing this uh, like I think the week before I chose the movie uh, about like long takes uh like single take productions and whatnot and mm. i feel like that was like a very iconic scene yeah that when you watch it you're like the amount of time and work that, like that goes into something like that yeah um do you want to explain this to people maybe you have as no idea or little idea of a what like a long take or so a- pretty much like what we're getting at is that uh i think in film production like in a lot of films you see there there are places where there are cuts and edits made um during uh, the movie that you don't they're seamless edits so you don't notice them because just as a viewer you're 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 in, engulfed in the film um and that that's what editing is you try you know if they say this is the best editors you know don't get any credit because no one has any complaints for yeah. you know so you like you watch an edit you have nothing to say it's and it's because that you're doing your job right yeah and uh, I think with that, people understood that, like, okay, that's what editing is. But then people were like, well, what if we do, like, multiple takes where there's no cuts? You know, or, or a single take with no cuts? And uh, pretty much, to me, it's like a choreographed, or however you want to look at that, yeah. scene. Very intricate scene, where everything has to go exactly right, you know? Every time. And with everything. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's with the acting, it's with the camera movements, it's everything, right? And then also on top of that, have the feel of what you're looking yeah. for. Um, so I'm trying to think exactly how far into the movie that scene happens. Um, I mean, there were multiple, but there's yeah. one iconic one. Yeah, that's with the, where the where he's ducking behind. Uh, he's trying to. He, he he's. It's like behind uh, kind of military line and the um, uh, um, military uh, force are basically trying to, you know, um, go through all these abandoned buildings to. Look, look for um, immigrants, illegal immigrants to to deport, mm. and um, uh, Clive's character has to go to inside this abandoned warehouse or kind of a um, apartment condo building to retrieve the refugee that he needs to transport. And that entire scene, uh, I think, it was about it's it's a six it's a six minute long. Uh, take so um, six minutes of just one clip, right? Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. Sense. yeah, yeah. And but inside, you know, in that six six minutes, it's like like Brad said, it's this choreograph. Uh, uh, it's like it has to be a perfect choreography of of camera movement and and reactions and and uh, and and uh, um, um, explosions, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, everyone needs to hit their cue at, at, at I mean, it has to be perfect mm. for everything to work. 
and um, Alfonso is pretty. I guess he's known to. He's, he's. I mean, well known to be one of the directors who who you know uh, uh, uses that the the one take long take. Um, yeah, you go style of, of filmmaking. Yeah, you, you got to wonder if uh, Inarati went to Quaron whenever he made Birdman, and was probably picking up tips and hints because you know I know he <laughs> Inarati Quaron and Del Toro all came up around the same time, and they were they were all really good friends. There's a lot of like interviews with all all three of them together. They're really really interesting. That's a good point. Cause, I mean, uh, 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 Inarati's uh, DP was. Lubetsky and Birdman. Oh, really? And huh. The Revenant. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So you would <laughs> well, think it's sense. more. I guess <laughs> yeah. the deep is like you know what? Let's 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 do one takes. And uh, I mean, yeah, that I, to me that seems like a very much like a a DP decision because that's so much work. It's a it's a lot of work, but I can understand. Like I mean, I I appreciate the one take kind of yeah. deals. I think yeah. it's just I think like when you start doing that. I don't know if it's like you almost want to be like it just you want to you want to feel the scene you want people to yeah. be in the scene because if I feel like when exactly. you do multiple cuts or multiple shots yeah. in a scene it's e- I don't know I don't want to say it's easier but it's there's a lot more room for error yeah right yeah. and I think that's what it is it's like yeah. the purest level of like shooting that you could do because you're everyone needs to be perfect yeah you know, right I mean yeah and you know I don't know if you guys do this but the scene that you see, that's the only take they had where they made it all the way through. No, I did know. Yeah, that's... Which is... And then there's another story behind it that like halfway through the scene, there's a little bit of blood that splatters on the camera lens. Yes. And uh, Coron wanted to throw it out. Like he was like, no. He's like, we're not doing it. And the cinematographer, what's his name? Lubitsky. Uh, Chivo, that's his nickname. Chivo. Everyone calls him Chivo. Chivo fought. I don't know to him. Keep but it that's in. His he was like, no. He was like, it works yeah. perfect. It's like, um, and, and looking at that now, yeah, that is what partly made that scene. Yeah, everyone oh, was yeah. always like, is that blood on the camera? Like, yeah, like it made not, you feel it. You're not supposed to feel like there is a camera there. That's right. not what. It's not. This is not a movie that you're supposed to feel like it. But you you accepted it as like yeah. a viewer. You're like, okay, I understand why that's there. But it, you, you're not like, oh, it's, it's not yeah, like the it's, office yeah. where there's people in the, you know, you're supposed to think there's a crew there. Or it's not like 300 where blood splatters on the screen and you're like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God. <laughs> Which I think people took that after that movie and yeah. started adding, I think they, adding I think like blood splatter. Probably, I guarantee you that yeah. was this. It feels like you're more, it's more immersive because uh, if you're seeing a, a very action packed um, one take scene. Everything's real time, you know. Some films they would cut to maybe ten seconds before, or you know, twenty minutes later. Yeah. But if you're if you're watching a continuous shot, and you're 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 right behind this guy who's just trying to not be killed and and trying to go up this abandoned warehouse to save someone, and you're there. It's real time. You feel you feel everything. You mm-hmm. see, yeah. It's it's you see what he sees, and yeah, it's very yeah. Uh, I think uh, probably my my favorite other example of a, a long take like that that I can think of just recently is um, the uh, True Detective. Oh yes, I remember the that seven minute scene. Yeah. Golly. Oh jeez, yeah. uh, that was so good. 
I, I, I looked this up. Um, so it, that's a six minute, uh, six minute, uh, shot on children of men. And I, I, I was, I read about, um, when they did gravity, which is the same director and same DP, the intro scene is it's one, it's one shot. It's one take. It's 12 minutes long. Holy cow. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. I don't know that either. It's um, really interesting. And I was uh, when I guess when when Gravity came came out, came out on a on 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 a video, uh, um, they had behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but they they uh, sh- uh, they showed how they filmed most of their uh, one take shots, their wonders. Um, they used this robotic arm which i can only describe as those robotic arms that that builds cars the car manufacturers yeah. robotic arms yeah. yeah that's exactly what i was said yeah it's very precise movements like to it, it could it could be it's yeah it you can dial it to however um yeah it's the exact the exact yeah spot the exact you want. speed exact spot and yeah. exact angle you want and the exact well, yeah, it's and someone it's took one amazing. of those arms and was like, "Oh, I see this car manufacturer has these these very precise, you know, arms and yeah. I'm going to put a camera on it." That's that's man, it's amazing. Um and I mean th- that that 6 minute the 6 minute one one take is, you know, just I guess one of the there's at least a few more in the movie. Um so, but yeah, when you if you guys haven't seen it, um watch the film and it's um you'll see, I mean, uh, unless unless you're really into the scene, you and you're not gonna you're not gonna See, you're not gonna notice it. I think there's a vi- like a feel that you under like I think you know that that scenes when you watch something like that, you're like it's a really good scene. I don't think for people certain people that don't like no filmmaking, they don't understand why. Yeah. yeah, but it is because they're never cutting away. I think it gives me like a little bit of anxiety whenever I don't see a cut because like I get invested in a certain like moment. Are you waiting? And then- I'm waiting. Yeah, I think I'm waiting for it to change. Yeah. And then, like, I just get this kind of like a little, it's almost yeah. like a little bit of panic to me that I'm like, okay, it's not changing. Like, I, I'm stuck. And basically, you feel stuck in that moment. Yeah. Like, and it's, it, it, I think it's best used when it's, when it is a really like intense scene or, you know, something because, like, you know, it, it, it's almost like you're, you're part of this danger and you're, you're waiting to be taken away yeah. from it but you're stuck in it and you're going through like the whole thing. It would be like, you know, if you're in a nightmare and uh, you're waiting to wake up, but you can't, you know, that's, that's the same really kind of feeling good. that yeah. I can yeah. example. Yeah. yeah. You're like, wait, cause I felt that way the entire time I watched Birdman. Yeah. The yeah. entire time I had like anxiety cause you're walking through the halls and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and you're just kind of like waiting for that cut to like, another reaction or another person yeah. and it doesn't happen and that you're just like yeah. always kind of like all right it's almost like i don't know you feel like you're like there in the scene with them so yeah. you're just kind of following them and whatnot so so i rewatch uh children of men look up some research about the film um there's uh a lot of symbolisms with religion and art and uh um uh, politics and uh, uh, one of the, I mean I guess one of the main one is you know the the um, um, symbolism of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. um, just little subtle like just 
symbolisms and and um one can argue that the end of the movie is actually the beginning of yeah there's 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 an interview yeah. that Alfonso Cuaron says he said I believe that a truly great movie doesn't begin until the credits roll which I think is really fascinating yeah I mean that's what that's supposed to be like when you, when you really process it yeah I mean like there's a lot of um, symbolisms with with religion and faith and art and, oh. and politics and Especially what's what's happening, like relevant right now, uh, uh, refugee crisis and you know, yeah. um, deportation and just terrorism and. My yeah. favorite Easter egg in the movie, which is constantly in the back, you see it a few times. There's a pink pig floating around in the window. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you know what that is a reference to? What the Pink Floyd album "Animals"? It's the cover, and yeah. they they did like because. The cover of the Pink Floyd album is, it's just like three smokestacks and then these pigs that yeah. are flying. And so they completely recreated that in one of the shots. And to add another bit of humor to it, uh, Pink Floyd Animals came out in 1977. So it was a fifth, so 2027 would have yeah. been the 50th 50. anniversary of the album coming out, which I mean, Obviously, I feel like that movie, if it was scored by a Pink Floyd soundtrack, would have been just as good. You know, uh, it has the same themes running through it and everything. There's yeah, uh, there's a lot of really cool Easter eggs. Um, um, uh, every almost every scene has an animal in it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. or uh, ah. every shot, I guess. Mostly dogs. My favorite Easter egg is. Um, um, there are th- scenes in the movie where it is, uh, uh, what do they reference three of the same paintings, the same paintings, but three different artists. Um, um, if you guys watch the film, um, there's a scene where Clive Owen is, um, wheeling out the refugee that they, they're trying to save out of this, this, this building is like being bombed or whatever. Then, um, you see the camera pan down. You see this, uh, uh, this mother who's cradling her, 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 um, her son's dead body. And, uh, um, that, 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 um, shot is based on, uh, a painting in 1990. Um, uh, I think it's uh, I did some research of this. Kosovo, uh, it's named Kosovo Pieta, which is um, Pieta is yeah. the mo- it's like the like the Virgin Mother, right? Yeah, yeah. which is based on um, uh, Michelangelo's uh, um, La Pieta, which oh, is oh yeah, um, yeah yeah Virgin Mary, car- Mary carrying the child, uh, uh, Jesus's body. Yeah, and if you look, there's a scene. And when Clive Owen meets his cousin who collects all the arts and that's all he cared about is the past. He doesn't care about what's happening in the future. All he cares about is preserving the past. This? Yeah. Cause he had oh. that big David statue yeah. in his, in his whatever mansion. Right. Did, did you notice that there was a, yeah. a leg missing on the yeah. statue, which apparently that was in response to an article yeah. that came out that was about 
Italian culture conservation. Ah. And they were talking about how, like, we shouldn't put the actual photo of David around. Yeah. We should crop out one of his legs so that people don't copy it all the time. And so they cropped out one of the legs. But uh, another thing that I found interesting was, um, what was it? Well, you tell me. Well, think about that. So the third reference to the same painting is on that scene in his cousin's dining table. There's a paint, there's a Picasso in the background. It has um, a La Pieta inspired Picasso. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Yeah, so oh, you, cool. you can see a figure holding another figure in, in their arms. Huh. And uh, I love when films do, you know, just little symbolisms like that. And, totally. And, uh, and, Symbology. Uh, also, when they discovered uh, the, the, um, the pregnant girl, they find out that she's fertile. Like the pose she was making was the, like the pose of birth of Venus. Um, um, the the famous uh, was that Botticelli painting. Oh birth yeah, of yeah, Venus. yeah. He's like holding her, you know, her private parts yeah. and and uh, um, oh, and once once Clive Owen discovered that she was pregnant, first word first word out of his mouth was Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> that's genius. <laughs> um. Did you hear that uh, Sir Michael Caine, who we have acting in the movie, his inspiration for that role was John Lennon? Oh, oh my God, he looks like John Lennon. Totally, he acted like he was—he was stoned like John Lennon, probably. Totally, dude. Oh man, you say Michael Caine? That's how you say his name. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. But yeah, that's—that's probably one of my favorite movies. Jeff brought in our, our Scoville scale. Yeah. And I want him to rate this movie. So. Oh, we, we doing it around right now? I think we should go ahead and rate the movie. Yeah. Okay. Right? That's pretty good. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull the scale up, rate the movie, give you some more. Uh, okay. Blade Runner 2049, Johnny Walker Black. Cool. All right. Um, this is, I mean, this is probably one of my favorite films. Do you want to, real quick, do you want to give a thank you? Yeah. For the scale? Um, we we want to thank. Katie for building this amazing Scoville scale for us. Um, and uh, once, uh, so we're, uh, so here's the deal. We're gonna do uh, our first video for 2018. We'll we'll have a video podcast or uh, yeah, audio and video. I know we promised you guys a long time that we're gonna do this video stuff. We're doing it. It's taking some time. Yeah, it's gonna happen in 2018. And I'm taking all of that hair on my chest, and I'm giving it all back to the listeners. Just kidding. <laughs> that was the greatest <laughs> quote. Yeah, you will. Oh so you you You're gonna get, get that hair. Um, hair in your man I, oh man. Yeah, this movie is so good. It's, I'm. It's 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 a spice X for me. Whoa. Yeah. Is that the our first first spice X rating? I love right. this movie so much. Episode 13, first by sex. Wait, a, episode 12. No, 13. This is 13. No, this is 13. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Oh. We're 13, buddy. Uh, caught, me, it caught me spicing. They, uh, like, you know that expression, they caught me sliding? Caught, ca- me, ca- spicing. caught me spicing. 
So yeah. So that I, is the darkest red color. So yeah. what I'm holding up is the spice or the uh Scoville scale we have. Hey Jeff, would you mind taking a picture and posting yeah, it on yeah, Instagram yeah. for right all now. of our listeners who are worried about this? The bottom of it's green and we do a um, Look at a camera smile, Brad. Nice. And at the very top, it's a dark red. Yeah. You know that dark red you get from that Spice X? Yeah. yeah. That's the hottest it's pepper like, that does not exist yet. Yes. Not not in this galaxy. It, 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 it exists in our minds, bro. All right, Ryan. What do you rate right. this? Um, what's your Trinidad Scorpion? Eight. That's eight out of ten. Yep. And you know what, buddy? I'm going to split you two. Yeah? I'm going to split you two wide open and go with the Carolina Reaper. Ah, nine so, out of ten. Um, I give it a nine out of ten. I love this movie. It's to this day it's still relevant. So if you guys haven't seen it, you check it out. Um, Children of Men, check it out. It's on multiple Blu-ray, DVD. Also, Children from Men. Don't know where it's located. If you find it, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> still trying to find it. What do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about Bitter Battle Beer from Petternalis? I like company. it a lot. Do you like it a lot? Yeah, it's pretty pretty it kicks it kicks you right in the teeth. It's it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's a Texas beer. It's good. It's harsh. It's I'm harsh. Gonna, it I'm, is definitely it's a bitter not, battle in my mouth. I'm gonna give not, it uh, not for a I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it ghost pepper. What's a seven? What's a seven? I think it's a ghost pepper. I think it's a Naga Viper. No, Naga Viper is Seven. One, two, three. Yep, it's a Naga Viper. No, so, I gave it, it a ghost pepper. Yeah, so that's a six. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it a Naga Viper. I'll give it a ghost pepper, too. All right. I mean, so. I, I like Petternalis Brewing Company. I, I like what they do, but, hey, man. man, this is this is not for, like, enjoyable beer drinks. <laughs> <laughs> But I do, I do. Hey, this, but I do have a but, place for it in my life. But so I, I think this is important that. because we think that when we drink and when we rate movies, we 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 can't. Everything can't be perfect, right? No, it, not mean, everything's like, perfect. Everyone. Well, it's like you have a movie that you watch when you're feeling good, and you're like, you want to feel good about yourself. There's a movie that you want to watch whenever you want to challenge yourself, <laughs> or you just want to get really drunk. And you drink I do feel like most bottle. of my beers have been on the lower end so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's okay. But I'm 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 trying to pair them, so maybe I should start searching for like better beers, bitter uh-huh. or bitter beers, beer battles. I did. I did bitter beer battle. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, got I, you there. I give Tongue I give uh, I give I give bitter battle. Uh, ghost Pepper, but I gave this Johnny Walker Blade Runner Black Label. <laughs> Just a, the other thing, yeah. Carolina Reaper. Hell, Hell, I, realize this. I feel like we're gonna. Have this to... is fast. We're, we're introducing whiskey into all these f- episodes now, and it's just like, hey, when are we gonna have your friend on? Uh, Which friend? Dusty. Dude, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're yeah Dusty. About, when are you gonna doing... be on our podcast? When are you gonna when be on the podcast? We rated the beer. We rated the movie. I told you guys that you need to find where Children from Men exists because I need to see that YouTube. I want to see it. We all want to see it. We want to play it right in front of Chris's. If you want to text Chris Casper right now and say, "Where is the Children from Men YouTube link?" I'll do it. You text him now. Let's see. Hopefully, he responds quick enough so you can speak on this podcast about what he he says. I'm going to say, "Hey, I just heard about this Children from Men video. Please do. Do you have it? Do Do you know? Do you know where it is? Text him now. So, we rated the movie pretty high. The beer, okay. It's not the best beer we've had, but 
You know, that happens. I wouldn't mind owning this film like in Betamax. <laughs> Betamax? Yeah. On Laserdisc. This film's, this film's amazing. Um, it's a great film. We didn't really go over the cast. I mean, um, we, we named the cast. You guys did bring up Michael Caine eventually. Yeah, so. I mean, Clive Owen, Julian, Julian Moore, Michael Caine. Um, who else? Oof, There's uh, one more that I was trying to think of. Um, uh, oh, what's his name? I could be wrong. Did he play? Um, I'm looking, I'm looking. It's, uh, it's a star-studded cast. Anyway, it's a good it's a good cast. If you haven't checked it out, Children of Men. Also, check out some Johnny Walker Black. Check it out. Did you get a Episode. response yet, Ryan? No. No. All right. I well, texted him though. So anyway, guys, that is episode thirteen. Lucky number thirteen. Oh, I just got a response. Did you? Okay. It was the longest ha 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 I have ever received in my entire life. Tell him that we're reviewing Children um, children so of Men. He said, I don't have a leak. Have we not talked about this before? No. I need a link. Ask him, say, tell him, say, Brad says, asks what you were wearing in that video. <laughs> <laughs> Text him right now. No. Say, says, do it. Weird. Do it. Say, Brad wants, Brad's curious what you were wearing in that video. I'm sorry, people. I know. I know this is like some some pauses, but this is important stuff. This is good stuff. This is real time, homies. Should we wrap this? Yeah, we. Should I, I can cut wrap. some of this out. So I don't want to cut this out. I want to hear what he had to say. <sighs> should we on. just call him right now? No, I just I just texted him. I said, "Brad asks what you were wearing in it." All right, guys. So anyway, we'll get back to you about what he was wearing. Um, also, uh, also, you need to find out what he was wearing. So find that <laughs> freaking link. But, so, um, I know the... Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> Did he get back to you? So what, what was he wearing in the video? <laughs> tell, tell the people what he was wearing in this video. Because if you, Ryan is, cannot contain himself, Ryan just asked Chris Casper... <laughs> Um, what he was wearing in the short film, Children from Men. I have to watch this now. He said, a nude colored cheer thong. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And a lot of baby oil. I was going to say, was he, did he mention he was covered in baby oil? <laughs> so that is it, guys. Thank yeah. you for listening. <laughs> oh. Children of Men. Bitter Battle Beer from Pertinalis. Uh, oh, and uh, um, we will... Um, I know, we, I know we've been slacking... Uh, about this, but we will have the the first uh, video podcast on on, on YouTube that the the uh, our, uh, our first video for 2018 will be um video real, podcast. It's gonna be good. Real quick, I think 2018 is gonna change things. We're still getting used to the podcast and stuff. I know we're 13 episodes in, but I think we're gonna. We're I think better next year we're gonna have 52. We're going big. So 2018. Big year for us. We still have some episodes to finish. But everybody, thanks for listening. And Spicy Boys out.